What's up, WizKids? We're back <laughs> with another podcast off the bench. That's what we're calling our listeners now, the WizKids. As we are starting to record this, Jacob over here, Jacob Rain, that is, has a compass coffee, his favorite drink in the afternoon. And we have Jeremy over here with the Snap Spectacles as we start the show. Look this for that exciting. Snap Spectacle content coming soon. Yes, yes. Jeremy is a Jeremy is uh, really like stretching the uh, realm of social media with his new snap spectacles. Yes. Always new gadgets to play with. So yeah, check it out soon on the Wash Wizard Snap account. <laughs> I feel like we should get that Twitter mirror you brought out. What was yeah. that three seasons ago when you first we had that? We still oh, no. use that. I yeah. know, but like yeah, but that was uh, the beginning. It's, it's it does uh, it does video now, which is pretty cool. Oh, uh, it is awesome. I like the, it. The Twitter Q&A app is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Always new yeah. toys to play with in this department, Jamoke. And speaking of uh, new toys, I feel like we have uh, new life with our... Oh, heck yeah. With our uh, resurgence, huh? We don't, we don't lose at home. Huh? We don't lose at home. Yeah, things have really turned since our last conversation Jeremy a couple was, weeks Jeremy ago. Was pretty depressed last episode, <laughs> if I recall. <laughs> was. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't depressed. I was just being realistic about <laughs> about the team and where they were and what I said could happen. But we had to stay realistic, and we can still be realistic now. It's just, um, you know, I think what we've seen over the last few weeks has been a lot more promising and a lot more of what we kind of expected to see from this team. So that's been certainly good to see it because it's one thing to always talk about what they should be doing what they could be doing but to actually do it is a whole nother thing and i uh, can't remember we have to run the tape from the last one if i said it would be great to see this team go out and win nine out of twelve which was that was just the, the kind of the number I, I had in my head so i don't know if i actually said it or just thought it but if they beat brooklyn tomorrow that will be nine out of twelve and that's exactly what I thought they needed to do, and here they are about to, to do that. I think it's completely fair to say that the season has 100% gotten back on track. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at um, – I'm, I'm ex- fully expecting the team to go out and beat Brooklyn on Friday night um, with or without BL. We can talk about his day-to-day status in a little bit, although I don't think there's that much to talk about. I think he's going yeah. to be fine. If he misses one game against Brooklyn, I think the team will be fine. Um, it's a good – not that you should take any team in the NBA lightly, but if you're going to miss a game, that's one to miss. Um, and they'll be 500 and mm-hmm. right in the thick of it in the very, very muddled East, and they've been going out there and they've been beating these other teams in the muddled East with the exception of, I think, looking back on it, the the road losses to Milwaukee where they got walloped and the road loss to Indiana in a really tight game. I mean, yeah, we've beaten all of the other teams that we're competing with for these spots, and mm-hmm. it's been – been a really good run of play and enough i mean enough cannot be stated about the way that john wall has played of late it is i i I always think you know he's taking his game to the next level and i never know where the next level is going to come but i really feel like there's just continues to be another gear time after time after time again the game um as we record this on thursday afternoon the game last night um against the pacers 36 points nine assists 11 boards Team Almost on his had a back. triple double. Team on his back when Beal goes out, like yeah, that performance was something special, and and we're and we're seeing it night after night after night. And you're talking about middle of the pack. Eight teams are separated by three and a half games. The Wizards are a half a game out of taking that eighth spot, yeah. um, but technically three teams are 500. The Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks, and Bulls are yeah. right there. I so think five teams are within a half a game right now. 
Yeah. It's all – I mean, that's about Look, as close they, as it gets. If they keep playing like they're playing and just continue to win ball games and stay healthy, the, the rest will sort itself out. They're going to be a, a middle-of-the-pack playoff team. This team is playing at a good level right now. And the best thing about it is, Jeremy, you did mention that. Jacob mentioned, you know, how tough that la- – after our last podcast going – or during the last podcast, you talked about Charlotte and Detroit and the Clippers. You're like, man, that's that's a tough three-game homestand. They mm-hmm. won all three games. Mm-hmm. Not only are they back into it, but when we go back to the beginning of the season, we all said these two months are the two toughest months for the Wizards well, this season. Well, the so, first month, November, was very difficult. Yeah. Um, and we said, we said, I said the first 10 games are going to be really tough. I said, you know, if the team goes three and seven, we weren't going to panic and freak out. And I didn't, but then, you know, 20 games in, I think they were like seven and 13. And then you're like, well, you know, it's been 20 games now and they're still, they just, the the defense just wasn't there. I didn't think they were playing well enough on that side of the ball. And I think they've gotten better defensively, not to where they need to be to be a really good team. Um, right now, their offense is making up for some of the defensive is it deficiencies mm-hmm. um, that have kind of th- like the way Wall and Beal have played in December has kind of it's it's overshadowed and it's it's basically taken away some of the the things that are still issues with this team because they've been so good. And, you know, they're, they have one of the best offenses in the league right now over the last month. They're scoring about 110 points a game in December. Um, and Wall and Beal are playing at both playing at all-star levels right now. Porter is Otto, really, Otto's been, been great. one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Check out the, uh, yes, the, what I was the, about new, to say. the new piece by Zach Rosen that just yes, went up on our yeah. blog uh, talking about uh, Porter's, uh, Porter's efficiency. And uh, I, will, I will say that I have – I have I have two two causes for concern going forward, and mm-hmm. neither of them have to do with the way the team's playing right now. One is that this team has not proved their mettle much on the road, mm-hmm. and the second half of the season is virtually entirely on the road. Mm-hmm. You know well, that that month of March is is, is very road heavy and tough road trips out west, and that's going to really that could be make or break time that month. Um, so yeah, you're right, and they, you know, they haven't played well. They're three and ten on the road. Um, They're one of the best home teams in the NBA and one of the worst road teams in the NBA. Yeah, it's what twelve and six now at home. They've won seven in a row at home. The energy at the Verizon and Center has been awesome. It is. Yeah, and John talked about it a lot after the game last night. It has been night and day from where we were like a month ago. I yeah. mean, what a turnaround! That unbelievable home, home crowd, the energy, the, the MVP chants were awesome last night. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, and it, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, the home games. I mean, it was, it, it wasn't really there, and that, you know, I don't know how much that played a factor into the wins and losses, but they, I, it's not just Wall. I mean, I've talked to a few of the guys about the crowd. We've talked to them on camera about it. Scott Brooks, we talked to the other day, had some comments about it. We'll have a video up soon with some of his, what he's thought about it. But it's been, it's been awesome. The last, uh, you know, I don't know. Of this seven-game win streak, most of those games have been real good crowds, really loud, and they've been a lot of close games late. And the players yeah. have constantly said that having that home crowd behind them, how much it makes a difference, and how much it, you know, gives them that little extra edge to, you know, really get I, that home court advantage. I really just I remember John skipping up the uh, skipping down sideline? the sideline against the yeah. Clippers, just 
waving his arms in the air and the crowd just <laughs> just giving him all of the love. I did say I had two caveats, and yeah. so I'm going to go with my other caveat, my other um, my other my other issue right now is that fact that Scott Brooks is riding his starters yeah. at an alarming rate. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. I mean the the bench is improving, but it still hasn't been great. But they also are just the bench is just not playing that many minutes. I mean, and yeah, I, I've I've looked at that too. But I saw Walls playing averaging about thirty six minutes. It's uh, not, which is about what he's averaged the last four years. It's not Wall that I'm particularly concerned about. It's more our, th- you know, it's more our thirty year old center who's playing almost forty yeah. minutes yeah. a night yeah. over but the past bunch of games without Yamahimi. Well, that's, that's to be able to yeah. and that, and that, take up some of that. You that know? hurts so much. You really yeah. thought that Mahimi was going to be splitting those minutes with. And him. now we have Jace Smooth. Back Jason Smith who, was who's been much much better over all, the last yes, month. No question. Big big. Uh, I mean, that's been a big difference for the second unit. Jason Smith has been so much better over the last month or so. Just you know, knockdown shooter, playing so, m- better defense. He's been better on both sides, and that's helped because we said, you know, we echoed that point about how the second unit was struggling for that first month. Yeah. Um, and it's still it's not great at. You know, it's certainly not great, and Brooks is riding his starters, but they've been better, and it's a little inconsistent. But you know, Ubre had a really nice stretch; he's cooled off a little bit after his concussion. Um, you know, Marcus Thornton's given some good, had some good games off the bench. Um, you know, I still want to see a little more inconsistency from them, from maybe Burke or Sadoransky or some of the guards. But um, you know, Sheldon McClellan, you could throw in that mix too. Um, yeah, it's just to me it's sad because the last two home games, Milwaukee, you know, the bench only scored 13 points. Indiana last night, 18 points. Like you would like to see that in the high 20s, maybe low yeah. 30s. You sure. Know? And you, yeah, and there's there the depth issue might might act, as Jacob mentioned, it could be something that might actually be a, more of an issue down the road because. You know, once you get into sort of the dog days of the season when you're grinding yeah, out. A five-game West Coast road trip with a yeah. back-to-back. And, you mm-hmm. you know, you can't always rely on your starters to give you 38, 40 minutes from that, that starting five, which we are pretty top-heavy with that unit right now. And, mm-hmm. they're you know, it's one of the best starting units in the league in, in terms of, you know, their Production. net efficiency and stuff like that. So, But you are going to need, you need, you know, eight, nine, ten guys to really produce and – I think they still have it. I think they could do it, but it's definitely a reason to at least at least have some concern as we as we move forward. Uh, points per game, thirteenth in the league. Field goal percentage, seventh. Uh, I feel like you know, listen to Brad the other night, and actually it was in between the Milwaukee game and last night's game, and the media were there and they were all talking to him about you know. Are you still bummed the fact that they defensively they can't get it together? You know, not only do you need the bench to help, but just that offensive production, we're almost winning because we have a hot streak right now, not because it's just steady play throughout the start of this season. And that could definitely be cause for concern. Um, You mentioned John Wall. He's our MVP. Uh, Everyone, you can vote for John Wall and Bradley Beal, uh, marching Gortat also to go to the All-Star game. 
Um, how are you guys thinking about their chances so far for both of them to make the all-star team? And if you could also let the fans know how they can vote. Well, we'll start with how the fans can vote. Um, first off, you can always go to WashingtonWizards.com slash vote and, uh, and get all the information there. We have easy, really easy voting methods for you. We make it as easy as possible, basically one-button voting. Um, but the easiest, the easiest way to vote, um, quite honestly, is to just go – Go to our Twitter feed at Wash Wizards and scroll through, and you'll see a million vote, million tweets for John and Brad and <laughs> Marchin and Otto, and just and just start firing up the retweet button. I'm doing it again right now. If you want to, uh, if you want to vote on your own, just use one of the players' names and hashtag NBA vote. Make sure that you only use one player's name. Don't use two or three in the same one. Um, I think that I can't see a scenario right. If John Wall doesn't make the All Star team, it will be the biggest snub out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. i have a hard time seeing a scenario where he doesn't make it with the way he's playing right now and with the way the team's playing um i think that beal probably ends up on the outside looking in and is one of the snubs but i'd like to be wrong i'd really like to be wrong about that so yeah, i think that's fair i think i i have said that i've said that all year that i would just be shocked if wall's not an all-star again even when the team wasn't playing well i thought he still was playing at an all-star level. I mean, he's just having another career year, and he's been a three-time all-star. So, you know, the voting's method changed. How it's only 50% fan votes now. This is just for the starters. The 25% from the media, 25% from the coaches. Um, so the starting the starting lineup might change a little bit because of that. I don't know. It's going to be hard to try to get him back in as a starter. Um just because of that, you know, the fan vote is still 50%. Um, you know, there's always Kyrie Irving plays for the Cavs who have so much more exposure because mm-hmm. they have LeBron and because they're the defending champs and all that. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade, you know, some of these guys just have bigger, I don't know, it's not always a popularity contest, but a right. lot of times it is. And, you know, Wall still is still building his own personal brand and kind of rising amongst that, the media sort of, I think the media knows what he can do, but mm-hmm. that's still, but I think as a reserve, there's no question. I think Wall's going to be selected again and Beal, I think is going to be very close. Um, there's, it's so tough, especially at those guard spots. There's just a lot of good ones and, you know, they don't always look at it as it's not really point guard versus shooting guard. It's just right, guards right. that are going to get selected and, you know, between Isaiah Thomas in Boston and Kemba Walker in Charlotte, both having great years. Jimmy Butler is having a great year. Dwayne um, Wade will probably still get a vote. Well, yeah, Wade will be interesting whether he's he's usually gets voted in as a starter just because he's so popular. Yeah. But the, we'll see with how it's going to change this year between the media and the coaches. We'll see how that's going to work. But um, I would, I mean, honestly, I'd expect that, like, if. Um, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. Right, and yeah, those, those guys, guys well, both exactly, are just yeah. awesome. I mean. And that team is very good, so you have to think both of them are going to make it again. It's just it's just there's a lot of good guards. Beal is, certainly has the numbers that are right there with all those guys. I'm not going to say – I don't. it's hard, you know, to really parse it down and say who should go over who. Derrick Rose is having a resurgence yeah, with New York a little I, bit. Yeah, I mean, he's been better. I don't – Still don't wouldn't put him on the All Star team, but okay. um, I just I think you know if Beal has another couple of really good weeks and you know it's only 
there's only what two and a half weeks left of it's a very short time of voting so yeah two um, and a half weeks you know if he voting. gets really hot and you know has a couple more 35 40 type point games and the team just keeps winning then maybe you could make a case for the wizards to get two all-stars there but i think a lot of you know it's just coaches that pick those players on i believe the reserves but mm-hmm. some would probably say you know the team has to be at least a few games over 500 for us to put two of your players on yeah and that's a wall making it might take a little bit away if, if they're you know if it's an either or like an yeah. isaiah thomas in boston if he's going to be the only celtic they're the th- you know the, got, I mean, the three seed they've got a guy in avery bradley who's under the radar but has awesome numbers and horford well. yeah horford. horford's there too i mean it, yeah who knows it's close but um but we'll see. I mean, we we'll we'll make our strong push for Brad. I think he's deserving. Um, he's got to be healthy too. Yeah. I mean, if he I gets, s- I assume this isn't going to be. Yeah, it doesn't sound long term. Thing, but, um, but if he misses a a bunch of games between now and the middle of January, that could, that could certainly make yeah. a difference in it. Yeah, but uh, but we'll see. And either way, All Star will be fun down in New Orleans again, uh, middle of February. Um. You know, we had such a great time there. I was just looking back at our, you know, Jamoke, both of us were there last time in New Orleans. Yeah. And we had, we. It was had, great. What an, that, and Wall and Beal were both there that time. Not yeah. Wall as an all-star for the first time and Beal in the rookie, you know, the rookie sophomore game. No, that was, Beal was in a three-point contest. Oh, was he not in? Was no, was 13? he? Oh, you're oh was, yeah. No, you're, no, you're, you're 12, right. 13, he was. 13, 14, he was. He was a sophomore, and he was in the rookie sophomore. You're right. And, and you're right. He was, he was. in the three-point yeah, contest. Yeah, so they were, we and had him he said he wasn't, And then he said he wasn't going to do it again until he made – he wasn't going to do the three-point contest again. So he made an all-star, all-star team. Yeah, that's right. And then Wall, obviously, in his first all-star, he wins the slam dunk. I mean, it was yeah. an unbelievable weekend. Um, you know, so that was almost like the highlight of our exposure with them and – just on the national stage like that that was really really fun weekend so hopefully we'll see maybe we'll get another one just like that and the two of them can go back to new orleans speaking of the rookie sophomore game another thing that's i wanted I was to gonna bring s- up that's what was, i was gonna bring I mean, up I'd, I'd really i mean i actually was literally just looking through those sophomores before we jumped on this podcast and so I the thing is can. last year they did usa roster and world roster right oh right so it'll they be interesting that. if they do it again this year i think they are sticking with that so i'm gonna give you some names who would so you say make it over five? Jordan Clarkson, Zach Levine, Alfred Payton, D'Angelo Russell, Marcus Smart, Devin Booker. What about all them? The, Jamoke, that, some of those, those were the guards. Yeah, but some of those are sophomores. They're not around. No, right. Anymore. But I'm saying, like, if you look at last year's team, because we'd have to only be looking at new rookies. Right. Who well, is we're comparing to? We're, I, I assume they're going to take five sophomores. No, they, they. That's what they don't do it. I don't believe they select them like that. Right. Anymore. It's not rookie soft. They pick the rookie sophomores. I think it's just as far f- as it's a bunch together. Yeah. But then they make it into a USA World right. roster. Right. So the, those were the players who were USA last year yes. that were either rookies or Correct. sophomores. So only thing to look at is Ubre and then other rookies from this season. That would be it. Wait, and the second year players. Right. Right. So there's a lot of great, really good second-year players that are probably going to be back I in mean, that game. Miles Turner, Trey Lyles, Devin Booker, D'Angelo Russell, um, Emmanuel Mudiay, Jaleel yeah. Okafor, so Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns might not play because he could be in the real game. Right. But I think it's probably, looking at that list, I think it's... The, th- it's a long the thing shot. is, is that he's. He, I mean, he passes the eye test when you watch the guy play defense and you watch the guy hustle up and down the floor. 
and play big minutes for us. He passes the eye test. I mean, but his numbers don't stand out. Yeah, it would be tough. I mean, he it's just his he's been inconsistent. Like he's had good stretches. Um, you know, stretches where you could make a case for him to get down there into that game, but you know, other times he does things that don't always show up in the stat sheets, but it's, you know, it's like he doesn't have the quite the recognition as some of those other names that we just listed off. Um, it, it would be tough to get him there, but it's not out of the question. I mean, they're still, I don't know, they don't think they select that for at least another yeah. month. So Ubre only has seven games where he scored in double figures, averaging 5.9 points per game, shooting 41.9% from field, field goal percentage. And, I, and to your uh, point, Jeremy, I really do think that for someone like Ubre to make it, the team has to be doing well, like yeah. stats-wise, just like for Beal or Wall. Yeah. And just if yeah. their record doesn't indicate them playing well, then they're not really going to look at Ubre. Yeah, that's that's part of it. It'll be the team's success and his impact on the team. And to be honest, I don't. It's not. It's not selected the same way All Stars are. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact process of who at the NBA is making those choices. Or if they're inviting certain guys or asking certain guys if they would like to be a part of it. You know, it's sort of become a kind of a fun thing for a lot of the young guys to go down there and get to take part in. So it would be really fun if Kelly could go and he's such a personable guy and such a, you know, he would really love to be a part of all that. And so. a home t- in his hometown. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the beauty of it, that if because the game was moved to New Orleans, you know, kind of a surprise there. It would be a surprise pick. Kind of cool to have Kelly yeah. Oubre Jr. going in. Obviously, we want him to try to make it, but it would the be chance great. of that was kind of Yeah, we'll slim. see. We'll see how he does over the next couple of weeks and then probably have a better idea maybe by the middle to it's the end of January. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll keep does our Does Marchin have any shot? Um, it's tough. I mean, Marchin – He's having another really solid year. He's it's playing just, really well. It's just it's just going to be tough to get him in. You know, there's only a couple spots, a couple of center spots. Um, I don't have the list of center stats in front of me, but, um, you know, that's – Gortat, he's like such a solid player. He just – he doesn't he's stick out. Yeah, he doesn't just, stick out as like – I mean, there are a couple of centers that are like first scoring options on their team. Right. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be that guy with – yeah, right. our team. But man, does his is he is he doing the dirty work and getting yeah? And his rebounding his numbers double double. are really up this year. I mean, he's career high in rebounding. Um, I mean, he's I'd say he's he's right. You know, he's probably right below that all star level. It's just averaging a double double, eleven point two points, eleven point seven rebounds, shooting almost. Yeah, I mean he he'll have sixty percent from the field. It's probably a biased vote, but. Um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll give give March certainly give him his push to try to get him, and you know he has all of Poland behind him, so that helps. <laughs> but um, you look at you look at the, I'm just looking at a couple other centers in the East right now. Um, Brooke Lopez from the Nets is playing very, and obviously you know there's no there's no guarantee they put any centers on the team. They don't yeah. they don't have to centers anymore. Um, it's a, just a front court back court. Um, right. But if we're looking at, I mean. There's a, it's a jumble. There are a whole bunch of good centers in the East right now. Lopez, Drummond, um, Drummond, and Bede is a really exciting young player. Yeah, yeah. Hassan Whiteside is excellent. Uh, Miles Turner, yeah, um, mm-hmm. we've seen firsthand a couple times recently is is a really nice young player. Uh, Dwight uh, in Atlanta, um, Horford, Horford, Nikola Vucevic. You know, it's it's just it's a very very deep position in the East right now. And Gortat's right in there, but um, yeah. It's just going to be tough, but, you know, I mean, he's averaging, like you said, he's 
points-wise may not be having a career high, but at least rebounds, he's yeah. definitely overall. I think he is having a career year. Okay, shooting fifty-seven so, percent from the field, though. I mean, his that's his, a career his scoring, high. His scoring average doesn't has, has has nothing to do um, with his efficiency or anything like that. It's all just you know the looks he's getting, mm-hmm. and, you know, and he's and he's and John uh, certainly gives him some good looks, he, but. Um, you know, he's, he's just never going to – on a team with John Wall and Bradley Beal, you're never yeah. – and with the way that Otto is playing and playing a full season with, with Keith, you know, you're just – he's just not an alpha dog like some of those mm-hmm. centers are. And, you know, that's his role on the team. And a lot of the times that, unfortunately, those guys get sacrificed in terms of the all-star voting. But yeah. I don't think that, that that's certainly no slight whatsoever on his performance this season. And so, uh, speaking of this season, we are coming up on the last game of this year for this season. 2016 is coming to our end. It's our last podcast of Off the Bench for this year. So I thought we would take some time to look back on what were your favorite moments from this past season. It can be on the court. It can be off the court. I will start with myself. My favorite thing from this season, because I think it is the highest honor that any NBA player can get off the court is John Wall getting the season-long yep. NBA Cares Community Assist Award. That like, was great. That was a big deal for great. us. And, you know, it put him on center stage for all of the stuff that he's done in the community, which we're so appreciative. I know all of the community is appreciative of having John Wall here and what he does for them. But to represent our organization, I was very, very pleased and, and honored to be a part of this organization as he was receiving the award. Yeah, I don't think you could top that one. That was probably the best moment that we really had as for an organization for 2016. Um, I think, yeah, exactly what you said. I'd say that's probably, that was probably the highlight. You know, it was such a disappointing on the court season to kind of take a step back and miss the playoffs that, um, but you know, the big picture, when you look at kind of what these guys do for the community and for the, or what they mean for the organization and how they represent it. I mean, Wall, for everything he does on the court, it's like to get recognized like that for a season-long award that's an entire NBA award. It's not just a D.C. thing. It's not just, you know, a month or, you know, a one-month or a one-event type thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a one-time thing. It was for, for what he did for an entire season. And really, I mean, you could look back at what he's done throughout his career in terms of community involvement and what he's continued to do even since he's won the award. Um, some of the stuff that he the Thanksgiving giveaway we did back in november here where he donated turkeys and went to the school to hand out all those meals um just it's just non-stop and it's not just john you know the rest of the team and the organization does a great job with it but um but for john to be recognized like that and to have the big you know the big celebration that we did for him um and you know how it was voted upon i don't know if you remember it the you know, sort of the social media push that we pushed for him to actually win the award and yeah. all the people that actually came out to vote for him. Yeah. We had some big names. Big names came Nicki out. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Nicki. And, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people that know John and know what he means to the community really came out to help support him. So to see all that, you know, in the off season for us and when it wasn't like he was doing it with dunks and stuff like that, but to see that kind of push was, that was great. And that really... I don't think there was anything better for me this past year. Yeah. No, I I um I don't think so either. But I'll pick something else just because. No, no, please. I, I feel like if, if we all agree, that's that's fine. I well, mean, we I mean we can agree, but we can also name some other really good things too. Um, I think that um getting Bia locked up and yeah. having him 
thus far reward the organization's faith with in him with a really really high level of play thus far this season has been has been awesome to see that's that's another really good one i think that you know considering especially i feel like as soon as that deal was signed everybody all talked about oh can he stay healthy can he stay healthy and while that's always going to be a concern for a while it still was cool to see him get a career high in points and and playing well and you know i don't know if you saw that um i actually saw it on bradley beal's brother's um instagram talking about how yeah, Ray Allen said the guy who yeah. he most thinks resembles his game is Bradley Beal. And if that's what ends up happening is we get a Ray Allen-like career out of Bradley Beal, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. <laughs> I'll, I'll certainly take that. I would take give me Ray Allen 2.0 any day. I'll take that career for sure. Um, but, yeah, that that I think, yeah, I mean – Locking up Beal long term, I love. I've loved Bradley since we drafted him. So to see him, you know, want to be here and to get his big contract here, it's very well deserved in my opinion. And so far, like we said, he's on, he's playing at an All Star level. So it's early, early returns, but it's looked good so far. All right. Well, that'll do it for another off the bench podcast. For Jeremy Hyman and Jacob Rame, I'm Jamoke Davis wishing everyone, I uh, hope you had a happy holidays and a happy and prosperous new year for 2017. We will see you on the other side, everybody. Happy New Year, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.